welcome to the Platinum Consultants channel, home of Simpro Chats with Daz and Ads. In this channel, we cover everything Simpro. Simpro is an estimating, job management and scheduling software for tradies and related businesses. If you have Simpro and you want to learn more, stay tuned for great content. If you don't have Simpro yet, feel free to contact me for a demo to show you what Simpro can do for you and your business. Just send an email to darren at platinumconsultants.com.au. Now, on with the show. Welcome to episode two of Simpro Chats with Daz and Az. We're uh, chatting today about quite a few different topics. We hope you enjoyed our last one. If you haven't checked it out, go back in our back catalogue and have a look at what we chatted about last week. But this week, we'll be chatting about some exciting topics. So I'm Darren from Platinum Consultants, and with me today is... I'm Adam from AMAC Consulting. G'day, everyone. Nice to be back for episode two. We made it. We finally made two episodes. Who would have thought? <laughs> we certainly did. And uh, if you want to contact any of us, uh, I'm available from darren at platinumconsultants.com.au or, of course, just go to my website, platinumconsultants.com.au. And what about you, Ads? Yeah, mate. I'm available at info at amac.consulting or just amac.consulting for my website. Fantastic. So today we're going to talk about bulk billable items. And most of this was released in Enterprise 20.2.3, where we've got accounts per item, and we've also got uh, invoice summary reporting regarding the uh, per line item in invoice or income accounts. And there's a couple more that we're also looking at in 20.1.6. What are those ones? Yeah, mate. So we've got original schedules on job cards and we've got a schedule comparison report. So a couple of cool little features for scheduling that's um, going to change the way people are able to report on scheduling now, which is pretty cool, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So just a side note on 20.1.6. So this terminology, and you'll see that when you actually look at the updates as the little uh, notification comes at the top of your Simpro system and you can click on it and it takes you to the learning portal. So 20 is the year, the one is the quarter and the six would be the release number. Does that sound right? Yeah, it sounds about right. Excellent. Yep. So um, we're actually going back to the first quarter, you know, which is you know, January to March, of course, mm -hmm. of this for this uh, update. And what we'll be doing for a little while is we're actually going backwards and backwards and backwards. And we're going to cover all sorts of features that you may have overlooked, not seen, and even add-ons to Simpro that we can even, we're even getting some, um, some of the creators of these add-ons in for a bit of an interview to explain what they do and why they might be useful. So that's going to be exciting in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. But for now, I reckon we get straight into it. Sure, why not? Let's have a chat about, well, we might as well start with the bulk billable items. Um, just a bit of a new um, update within the actual parts and labor tab of Simpro. So um, yeah, what, what do you think of that, mate? Well, uh, what, what are they actually? What, what are the new add-ons? What are the new features, the new fun stuff that we've brought in? So this one, the, the, the bulk billable items, this allows you, this is actually part one Right now, you can select a lot of items in your parts and labor tab, billable tab, and you can actually select those items to be non-billable. Mm -hmm. But 
right now we can't select the non-billable items to make them billable and i have already found out that's coming in a release very shortly Ooh, that's a goodie yeah and and so what are some of the reasons why we might actually want to make a whole heap of items non-billable all at once yeah, well, I mean, like you might, uh, the way, I mean, the way that Simpro works from an architecture perspective, if you've got stock assigned to it um, and it's a service job, then Simpro is just going to try and bill it. You can't remove it from the parts and labor tab if it is stock that's actually been assigned. So you may not want to actually pass on those costs to the customer. So you might want to just hide them off the invoice. So therefore you probably want to make them non-billable to try and sneak them, sneak them away from, from the Absolutely. actual thing. And I've had quite a few customers that say, we have do and charge jobs where someone will actually go out and uh, we don't know what they're going to do on site. They're, you know, the customer has complained about a leaking this or the broken that we're not really sure what it is or what they're going to do to repair it. So of course it's a service job that's open. So they use materials, they use labor, they assign it of course, once a purchase order is created or if they take something out of stock, it all goes to the billable section, but they say to me, but now I've got the task of removing all these items because we work on predetermined per item or per service pricing. So we have to one at a time, right click, remove, right click, remove, make non-billable, make non-billable, make non-billable, all the way down. They could be 20 different items they used, but that could end up being three different pre-builds. So maybe I've got a pre-build to service a tap, uh, re replace a, a handle, install a PowerPoint, install a light point. There's all these different things and they could have set prices. So I've got to remove all the materials off and then I've got to add these set price items on. And it's just a, a quick example of why you might need to be constantly removing these items. Now, select all, make non-billable. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, I mean, you can even, like I've got some customers that even use um, the service fees for that sort of stuff. Like they might even just have a service fee just called sundry items or miscellaneous or consumables or whatever it may be. So you just want to remove off like those 30, 40 cent pieces or whatever they may be. Um, so that way you can actually just charge a customer an awful lot more than, than what the, the tiny little pieces may actually be. Um, I guess with this one as well, there some of the new features that have been brought in is actually bulk selecting the income account codes as well. So being able to go tick, 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 change the income code to this. So it's a nice little segue into the next actually the next part of the next feature release we're talking about which is actually the account per line item um, update so essentially what simpro's um starting to do or starting to look like they're doing is is kind of turning simpro into a little bit more of a an erp type of system like a pronto or whatnot where you can actually designate particular income account codes to particular items so where that becomes a lot um, where that becomes quite more beneficial is uh, I've got some customers that have to have particular cost centers in their jobs just to drive the revenue streams into different parts of their chart of accounts. Um, and that's really the only reason why they'd be using those sort of um, cost center structure. Whereas now you can actually set up a chart of accounts within your um, Simpro build and then designate particular items within those cost centers to go to 4 4-1-0, 4-2-0, 4-3-0. So one big cost center with all the parts and those parts being driven into different income accounts in your general ledger. Um, so that's a really, really, really big architectural change that Simpro's released within their software to be able to drive those revenue streams inside of cost centers. So you're basically overriding the cost center income account code 
Um, now, one of the bulk actions that was just introduced was to actually go tick, 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 change income account code to here. Tick, 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 change this one to go there. Um, and along with that, if you really want to, within your parts and labor tab, there's actually now a modify table view button in there. And so long as you've got permission to change your table view, you can actually include the income account code that those parts are gonna be going to within your parts and labor tab. So, so a couple of really big architectural changes that Simpro is introducing into its, um, into its software. Absolutely. And, and uh, there's a little bit of a sticking point for me because in my opinion, I really think the, the most important part of this would have been to do the expenses. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, it's gone to income, which is beneficial. There's a couple of customers I've had that have wanted to specifically put various items to a particular cost center, mm -hmm. but for structural purposes, it had to be inside a particular section and cost center that it was in. So the way Simpro works is it creates, you've got these cost centers and inside those you've got items. And previously, all of those items would be costed or sold, sorry, into an income account associated with the cost center. Mm -hmm. So think of it like a folder. You've got a cost center that's a folder and all the items in that folder is going to wherever that cost center tells them. Well, what they've done now is they've added these income accounts so we can override individual items from within that cost center. They're not going to where the cost center says. They're now going to go to a custom designated income account which is great. It's great for freight or hire equipment or contractors or some other income account codes that you might want to send it to. Uh, in my mind, expense codes, cost codes would have been much more beneficial and would have probably been better for the wider audience. It is still a useful feature. And from what I understand, it is coming. The, the cost codes or the, for project management of budgets is actually coming at some point in the future. There's no timeline on that, unfortunately. Another feature which I'm told is coming, which isn't here yet, we can't default items to an individual income account code. So if you are going to use this feature, understand that you're going to be manually changing line by line every item that you want to go somewhere different than what the cost center is saying. So it's a bit of admin overhead. Uh, it is something you'll have to think about before you introduce these item item by item codes. I do think it will be a very useful feature. It just needs a little bit, little bit more refining. When they add expenses and they add per item defaults, that is going to be a game changer. And that's something I think that Simpro will be next level on projects once they do that. They're on the right track, just got to add a little bit more functionality to what's already there. Yeah, totally. I mean, it would be, look, in my opinion, it would kind of be a bit of a no brainer that you'd open up a catalog item and then default that catalog item to a particular income or expense account code. So that way it just saves you the time of putting that catalog item inside of a job or a quote and then having to default it to a particular area. It would just make a lot more sense long term if we can try and get that feature in the catalog item where you can just pretty much set and forget to say, this GPO goes to my Bakelite part of my um, expense account codes. Cause you, a lot of, like you said, a lot of people really, especially when you're doing a brand new implementation and you're getting people up and running on Simpro for the first time that have never had job management software. A lot of them, when you're assessing their chart of accounts, the income accounts are generally pretty simplistic unless it's really, unless it's a pretty mature business and I've got a lot of different income account codes. 
Most and then you tell it to simplify them, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you're like, sorry, man, we can't do that. <laughs> your whole accounting package. Um, so no, but most of them do have um, pretty complex expense account codes where they might have concrete and everything going over here, plant and equipment going over here, subbies going over here, power going here, lighting going here, and so on and so forth. Whereas if you're just doing, you know, if you've got like a, a very simple like, um, you know, rough in, cut out, fit off, handover kind of cost center structure, and you're putting all your fit off items in that one cost center, it's very hard to then take those parts and say, okay, well, even though these are all a part of the fit off cost center, these ones need to go to power. These ones are going to lighting. These ones are going here. These ones are going there. Um, so I'm do hoping that that kind of expense account is coming. And like you said, that's really going to elevate Simpro to that next level you know, taking on the likes of the Prontos and the NetSuites and, and Myobexos and all those sort of ERP kind of systems where, um, you know, you're really able to kind of break down your revenue and expense streams um, quite granularly, whereas at the moment it's always been very high-level breakdowns. Um, but it, uh, look, I do see it as a positive step in the right direction. Um, sure. And I see it as a bit of a phase one in the longer term, hopefully a longer term plan that Simpro's got to to really elevate it to that next level. Yes, I, I would maybe say hopefully a shorter term plan. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go short term plan, yeah. I, I think the fact that we can't set defaults is going to limit the amount of people that are actually going to use it. It's it's a lot of overhead to make it use. We're aware of that, they're aware of that, they are going to do something about it. There's just so many items of priority that they want to insert into Simpro. So they will come back to it and they, they will make this feature next level. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's say then that we are going to the trouble of amending the items income account so that we go to a job, we look at the items on there, maybe we want labor to go to a different income account, then we want uh, materials or um, contractors or even uh, plant and, and equipment to go to a different income account. We can separate all those from within one cost center. Even a service cost center can do that. Mm -hmm. So then we will need some kind of report really to show those. Good, great that we split them out, but then what? Well, there's a couple of new reports that Simpro have actually implemented in uh, Enterprise 20.2.3, mm -hmm. along with the account per line item. And we've got the invoice income summary and the invoice account summary. And they're quite different and they do very different things. So uh, what, what's your take on those two? Yeah, uh, like, like you said, it, it, these, these reports are gonna be very dependent as to whether you're actually embracing that new feature or you have a need to use that new feature. I mean, if you don't use those two new features, I mean, these two reports are really, they're still gonna work because by default, every um, cost center is gonna have an income account number. So by default, they'll still work. You can still get something out of them. It's not like they're, they're, they're relevant. Um, I mean, one of them's specifically looking at the invoices and the income accounts at an invoice level. And the other one's kind of looking at more of a, um, a date range, I guess. So you're saying for this financial quarter, um, for this month, for this week, for this year, um, what have our key revenue streams been based on the breakdown of our income account codes that we've now got? So. Um, the invoice summary, obviously looking at the invoices at a per invoice level saying this invoice was for this amount and this went to 4-1000. Um, 
Whereas the other one, the account summary is just looking more at the danger where it's saying for this quarter, for this month, for this whatever, how, like, what's, what are our revenue streams for the business and what have they been? Um, what are our key areas that we're really posting things a- across to? Um, so I think they're really good features if, you know, and like I said, it doesn't really mean if you're not using that feature, you can't use them. You can still definitely use them. It's just if you were using the other feature, they'd probably be a little bit more um, meaningful, I guess. That's right. Well, these these reports somewhat mimic the uh, turnover reports mm. because if you're not using the feature where you actually change the income account, it's technically just the cost center default. And the turnover reports will give you pretty much the same information as this. So when you come to this one, the summary, exactly as you said, spitting out one invoice at a time and telling you where each invoice or where each dollar value within the invoice went to as far as the account goes. Probably the best one would be the account summary where you can split it out per date range, as you said. So you're saying in this quarter, for example, we sold this many materials, we sold this much of plant and equipment, we sold this much of uh, labor, and we sold this much of contractors. Um, And we can also look at that by month as well. So if you selected a date range for a year, for example, it'll actually split it out month by month. How much income for labor, how much income for materials, how much income for contractors, how much income for equipment or freight or however else you'd like to break it down remembering that in order for that to work, someone has to manually change the income account on each item within either the quote or the job, but at some point before you invoice it. So once they can default that sort of stuff, I think this report will be amazing. We really need that next step to come in. Well, I mean, one of the, one of the big things that I, that I generally tend to encounter when we are setting up new customers is a lot of people do separate the revenue streams for materials versus labor separately. Uh, it's, it's not something that's, that people generally would just dump everything into one bucket for. A lot of people do say, okay, well, what's my revenue for labor and what's my revenue for materials? Um, so at least with this, at least with this thing, it, it'll work because a lot of the time, you, you know, you kind of hit those roadblocks where you're saying to customers, well, we can't separate out labor and material revenue streams. They need to be in the one cost center because the way that Simpro works, if you have a cost center for labor and a cost center for materials, if you schedule someone to that to the labor cost center, they're not going to see the materials required to complete the job. Because and when they if, add materials, they're going to go to the wrong cost to center. The wrong area, yeah. And so just architecturally, the way that Simpro works is you could never really split them up just because the way that you need to schedule people to jobs, you need to everyone to see the complete overview of the job. You can't just put them in different cost centers at least now with being able to separate out labor and materials, even if you were just changing the income account code for labor and labor only. So that way you can split out your materials going over here, labor's purely going over here and still being able to schedule them into the same cost center so they can see the overall materials required for the job card. I think that's that in itself is a massive bonus, I think. Um, I think so too. And keep in mind just to, and, and I know you, you are already aware of this, but just for the listeners who aren't, Simpro will by default split out materials and labor in all of its reports. Mm-hmm. But what, what Adam's referring to is it won't send the two different uh, sales items 
into your accounting package. Mm -hmm. So as far as Xero or MyAlb or QuickBooks or any of those others are concerned, it's one sales account for the whole cost center. And remembering that a cost center in Simpro's terminology is a bit like a folder where you put items into. So now, exactly as Adam said, we, we can actually split those out so that your accounting package is also able to reflect what Simpro is able to produce as a report as well, which yeah. again is, is a really good thing. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I do see it as a positive step forward. Um, and just for the sake of being able to split out them, those two revenue streams into your accounting package into two separate income account codes, I think it's a really positive step. Um, it's not for everyone, it's definitely not, but for those that have never really, they kind of conceded right from the get-go of implementation that we can't do it, so let's just let it go. If you wanna maybe start thinking about going down that path again and reintroducing that from um, a profit and loss perspective in your accounting package, at least that's an option that you've now got to reintroduce from a reporting mechanism for your bookkeepers and your accountants and everything else. And I think as well, uh, this is probably a good time as any to bring up the, the, the way new ideas get implemented in Simpro. Previously, the voting that was done on new ideas didn't have much effect. It had a little bit of effect now there's a whole team completely dedicated to actually putting the ideas that you vote on into Simpro. So if you want something like this to be sped up, like we were saying, yes, it's in the future, but there's no timeline. If you want something like this to be sped up where they add the accounts for expenses or they make a default in the catalog so you can select it there. If you want that to happen, you've got to vote on it. Mm -hmm. So somebody put that in, put it as something that can be voted on and everybody else vote on it. And if that becomes the number one idea, I promise you it will get done. And you know why the number one ideas haven't been done yet? It's because actually they all have been done and the next number one is in the process of being done. So when they get done, they're not number one ideas anymore, obviously, because they've actually been implemented. All of the top 20 or 30 ideas have all been done and put into Simpro. Get voting people. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, they're, they're, they're doing a great job, um, the, the team that are running the Ideas Portal now. I think they're, they've really stepped up their game over the last 12 or so months um, once kind of come under new management. Um, it's Yeah, it's, it's really good. They're, they're doing a great job. Fantastic. So on to our next topic. Yeah, mate. schedule on job cards. So we're able to report a little bit on original versus uh modified schedule or yeah. job card versus scheduled time i think it is more accurately yeah yeah no this is this is great i mean the next this kind of then directly feeds into the schedule comparison report as well they're kind of all interlinked with each other um so previously as most people are probably well aware what happened in simpro is you put your schedule into simpro that was your schedule you were scheduled nine to five you then go out to site you start work at 10 o'clock you finish work at three o'clock then that schedule just gets overridden with your actual time blocks that you've submitted from the field once they were approved as a job card. And there was no way really retrospectively to look and say, well, what did we actually book versus what have we actually used? Like it just didn't exist. It was one in the same. Um, now what Simpro is doing is Simpro is now allowing you to actually look back and say, okay, well, what was the actual schedule and what is the actual time block submitted, which is awesome. It's, it's a really cool new thing. So this one specifically, the original schedule on the job card. So as you're looking inside the job card, you can see, well, okay, they were booked at this time. 
they actually did work this time. Do I want to approve that job card or not? Like what actually happened were, did they forget to check in? Did they just check in late? Were they on site late? It gives the, the, the service coordinator, I guess, a bit more of an opportunity to really vet what the guys are sending back in the field. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a hint at some of that information being collected. We could go to the schedules and timesheets, which I call a report. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a tick box that said show schedules and show job card times. Mm -hmm. So yep. the data was being collected. It was just really hard to find it. And it wasn't in places that were so useful. This now on the job cards will be fantastic. It's, it's extremely useful to see what originally was scheduled and now what did they actually do? Did they do it in less time or more time than what was scheduled? I think it's yeah. a great feature. Yeah, it's awesome. And that kind of directly feeds into the schedule comparison report. So that again, that schedule comparison report is a brand new one they've released um, as a result of this update, I guess. So what you can now do is you can actually go into that report and you can have a look and run the report and see what was the estimated time versus the actual time um, for that specific job card. Where I personally see that starting to really come into play is the fact that you can actually um, filter it by locked versus unlocked schedules as well. So you can almost semi-use it as a bit of a um, job card approval report, I guess. So if your workflows are saying every schedule needs to be approved, you could basically run this report and say, okay, well, show me all the schedules that are still unlocked, which is essentially the schedules haven't been approved yet. Um, and use that as a way to be able to filter out your your jobs that actually need approval. Um, a really, really cool feature. I, I dig it. I think it's long overdue, and I think it's it's fantastic that it's it's come in. It's another one of those ones that people look at and probably won't really get the the impact that it should have on their business. But hopefully, we can help out with that by showing you a few different uh, scenarios when you might actually use it. That, that should be a report that's used by almost every company. Mm -hmm. One way or another, it's gonna be useful to everybody. Great work, Simpro, adding that stuff in. Keep it coming. Oh. That pretty much wraps us up for this episode, episode number two. And we're, uh, we're always available to, to come in for training, to help you uh, make your business more efficient. We can do some consulting to try and streamline your workflows. We can do remote, we can do on site, and we travel. Boy, do we travel. Although, of course, with the COVID. At the moment, we don't, but so we, much? Yeah, <laughs> we do. At the moment, at the moment it's, I'm, I'm basically traveling from home to Zoom and from Zoom to office. So I can be contacted, Darren at platinumconsultants.com.au or hunt me down via the website platinumconsultants.com.au, of course. And what about you, Ads? Yeah, definitely. So I'm available at um, amac.consulting from a website perspective or just info at amac.consulting. Um, and don't forget to send through your feedback to the um, simprochats at gmail.com as well as um, leaving some comments and liking and subscribing and sharing and all the other fun little stuff that all the YouTube people tell you to do. Um, we'll start telling you to do some, something similar. Any feedback that you've got for us, we'll try and take that on board. Any questions, any particular topics you want us to cover, we'll hopefully get to those in a future episode. And uh, if we've helped you in any way, we'd love to hear about that as well. And, and maybe we can uh, have you um, your letter or your information um, 
to us about how we might have helped you published on the next episode. Thank you very much. We look forward to bringing you more information in hopefully a not so serious, a little bit lighthearted, but still useful way. Yeah. Hopes. All right. See you later, everyone. See you next time. Bye.